This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Warriors, Celtics, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. tip-off. We'll be here. I can't wait because the total, as of right now, is down to 210.5. So they have made the adjustment. I thought last night when I got home, I bet this game last night when I got Did home. You? And I thought I was like this close to actually betting a rare over for me. 210 and a half. I feel like in a closeout game for the Golden State Warriors and also a must-win game for the Celtics, it's what you said the other night. If Boston's going to win this game, if they're going to win this game by three and a half or if they're just going to cover the money line minus 165 and win outright, I think it's going to have to be a high-scoring game yes. because I think they're going to have to, well, they're going to have to limit turnovers. I mean, again, the other night, 19 turnovers, and especially Jalen Brown. In the first quarter, he needs to do whatever he does in the first quarter for the next three quarters because I think he's the best first-quarter player in NBA history. He's and just fourth so quarter, he can be basketball. very good, too. It's like second quarter, third quarter, terrible. And same thing with uh, Jason Tatum. Like, Jason Tatum, if you look at the box score and you didn't watch the game, you'd be like, oh, man, Tatum carried his load, but he shot 50% from the floor. The assist numbers have been awesome this entire series, all through the playoffs, but the turnovers are ridiculous. He's turned the ball over more than anybody in playoff history, and he like had these little spurts, so while the numbers look really good, remember, he comes back in, in the first quarter, and it looked like the Celtics were just going to get blown out, and he scored six straight points, um, three baskets in a row. Then he came back in the third quarter, did the same thing, but in the fourth quarter, I went back, watched the game last night. He did absolutely nothing. So if Boston's going to win this game, he's going to have to show up and probably give him at least 35 points. So I did grab the 27 and a half on his points last night. I paid the you're juice. Just ba- you're just literally stacking. Just all on just Jason stacking. Tatum and the Celtics. Yeah. I was like, okay, for this to happen, no or what, what needs to happen? No, I'm not going to hedge. There may be a hedge it. opportunity. So I was thinking about this. Um, so I'm on Boston tomorrow night. I'm the right. money line, minus 165. Can I'm I ask not you a qu- Can I ask you a question, you though? You can, yeah. All right, so before you, what were you, what are you about to tee me up on? What are you going to say about the hedging opportunity? Where are you going? Because I have questions. So I'm thinking my hedge opportunity, I really do think Boston wins game six in Boston. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the number's telling us. It's three and a half now. I think it's going to close at four. I think they'll protect home court, even though, I want to feel better about that, but they just haven't been a good home court team in the playoffs. They're only two games above 500 uh, in the playoffs. Um, but I just think that if you go back and you watch these games, I don't really understand, as crazy as it sounds, how they're losing these games. Like Wiggins has been awesome. He's pretty much uh, put Jason Tatum in a body bag. Jalen Brown's coming off his worst game of the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen again. But like, where's the Al Horford that we saw game one that dropped 26 points? It's just been such a weird series because you see that Horford could obviously do that, and the Celtics should be a terrible matchup for Golden State. But then game two happens, and Al Horford goes 0 of 2 from the floor and doesn't even attempt a three-point field goal. So they made the proper adjustments, defend the perimeter, don't let him do the pick and pop. But that means somebody else should be open. Grant Williams missed some wide-open corner threes. I think if Boston's going to win this game, they're going to have to probably score at least 108 to 110 points. I don't know that they're going to hold so, okay. the Warriors under 90. I'm staying away from the total, though. So tell me this. Give me a breakdown on how you see these two teams playing in order for Boston to get the win. What, what do they do in this particular game 
and see, that they is, may have done in other games. This is the problem with having money on this Celtics team. This is the hardest team to watch that I've ever bet in my life because their half-court offense may be the worst I've seen in NBA history. You'd have, you'd have to go back to, like, the 90s. If you look at the 90s scores, like the Utah Jazz against the Bulls in the finals back in 97, those games were, like, 96 to 78, 96 to 82. That's what I feel like I'm watching. Like Jeff Hornacek running an offense when I'm watching Marcus Smart, Al Horford bring the ball up court. That's the thing with Boston. They don't have a they don't have a ball handler. They don't have a primary no. ball handler. That's why they've been through four point guards in the last three and a half seasons. So their half court offense is some go- somehow going to have to improve. But I don't have the answers for how that works because they turn the ball over way too many times. They literally just hand the Warriors the ball. So I think it's going to come down to. They're going to have to force Golden State to turn the ball over, yeah. which, I mean, Golden State is, I'm talking about the Celtics, like they're sloppy with the basketball too. So we'll need them to turn the ball over 18 to 20 times, and pretty much Boston's going to have to capitalize on all those looks. So get out, run a lot, because their half-court game sucks, um, long rebounds, and, and, and everything's going to have to be fast break points, because I don't want to watch Marcus Smart dribble. I don't want to watch them, you know, rotate the ball and run motion offense only for Jalen Brown to shoot like a 65-footer with one second on the shot clock. So I think it's going to be all about defense, playing tough defense. Rob Williams being the Robert Williams time lord that we've seen throughout the series, even though he's only playing at 70%. You're going to have to win the rebound battle. That's the other thing. Like, Golden State is a good rebounding team. You actually don't. Like, in game one, they tied in rebounds, 39-39. Yeah, they got to win that, and then the turnover battle. I'm looking at that. They they actually uh, won the turnover battle by 12-14. to 14. But the, the one thing that I'm looking at in terms of where the changes was for, for Boston, 34 points in the paint uh, versus 26 Golden State points in the paint. Mm-hmm. So that's an eight-point differential right there. And they shot a lot better from three. I think that the thing needs to happen is is perimeter shooting, right? Yeah, and, and it's like you want to think that, okay, we're going to get a game seven. Boston's going to be at home, so they're going to get all the whistles. Jason Tatum can't play that bad. Jalen Brown can't play that bad. Al Horford, I mean, you want to win a championship, this is probably your last opportunity. You have to show up game six at home. But I keep saying all this, and then I remember that Steph Curry, for the first time in a billion years, didn't even hit a three-pointer. First time in 266 games. They couldn't close out and win that game. Now, they did trail going into the fourth quarter by one, but they had that third quarter, and they used all their energy. You saw that in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they did. They were gassed. They were gassed. But, I mean, you got that type of performance from Steph where he did absolutely nothing, and you still couldn't close them out because Andrew Wiggins takes the game over on both ends. That's what's concerning a little bit. Clay has been looking really, really good, and now we get game six, Clay. Granted, it's on the road. We'll see. And it's a closeout game. Um, but I think Boston protects home court. I just, but to answer your question, it's going to have to be Tatum's going to have to give you at least 30. Jalen's going to have to give you 26. Marcus Smart under four and a half turnovers is going to have to be a thing in this game. And he's going to have wow. to score the basketball too. Al Horford's going to have to game. score the basketball. Robert Williams, no foul trouble. And then the role players, at least two of those guys have to step up because Peyton Pritchard may not see the floor again. No, he played five minutes, shot three threes. And they were like, get the hell out of here, dude. Trent Williams is going to have to be a monster on the glass, play tough defense, knock down his threes. And then you're probably going to need that game that you got from White those first couple games. Yep. Because they're relying on him really a lot. really weirdly not confident. No, and, and that's the thing. Like, nobody's playing confident, though. Like, Jason Tatum, all year long I've been calling him a top-five player. Some people have clowned me for it. And right now I look like a big idiot because he, uh, even Thanks. though the numbers look good, I mean, he's turning the ball over like crazy. And he just looks kind of like the moments. I like. I was texting with uh, Quentin, texting me 
after uh, I forgot which game, and I was like, he looks like he's just got the yips right now. Yeah, man. he does. You know, like the pressure is getting to him. Game three also where where uh, Celtics beat the Warriors 116-100. This is shocking. Celtics had 52 points in the paint, in the paint versus Warriors 26. I hate the body language and the way Boston's talking, too. They yeah. keep saying, like, well, it ain't over yet. Well, no, it ain't over yet. You were actually supposed to lose that last game because Golden State did what they're supposed to do, protect home court. Now you go back to Boston and you do the same thing. Like, you have to win at home. You can't have another team. You can't have Golden State celebrating on your home floor, especially in Boston. Imagine no. what those fans are going to be I tell like. you what, that will be ugly. I wish this game, I wish game six was, like, on a Saturday yeah, me or like too. a Friday. I don't know. I just want these people in Boston. I want them to be off work. They're taking I want them work to be off the next day. Yeah. No, I want them off tomorrow, though. Yeah. Like pre-gaming all day long. That crowd is going to have to be in Draymond's ear. Also, you know, Golden State in these closeout situations, especially on the road, we've seen them lay stinkers before. They did it in Memphis. Maybe we could get the they whoop that trick They did it in Dallas as well with the gentleman sweep. Game five. I just get or more game four. and more nervous, though. So... I would lean the over. I'm not going to do it just because, I mean, these games are just Where's the hedging under. opportunity that you game said you were going to do? Game seven is the hedge. Game seven. What happens if you don't get to a game seven? I, I'm fine just going down with the Celtics because when I bet them 35 to one and 18 to one just to go to the Eastern Conference or just to represent the East, I mean, I've already made money on them all season long. So just having this ticket, I'm just surprised we've gotten this far. I thought, I mean, I hedged off. I jumped on prop swap and jumped on the Bucks, even though it was only nine to one, because yeah. I was like, man, Giannis in a seven game series against this Boston team. And let's be honest, like the more you watch this, don't you think? So the rumor is maybe, maybe, maybe Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker had COVID game I heard seven. that. I heard that. All right. Phoenix was the best team all year. I actually heard that they had COVID more than just game seven. I heard that too. And then also, if Chris Middleton plays, I love this Celtics team. I don't think it already went seven, and Giannis wasn't very good game seven. If Middleton's out there, man, I trust Chris Middleton more than I do Jalen Brown. Really, to be honest, more than Jason Tatum. I saw somebody yes. somebody on Twitter said Jason Tatum's just a better looking Chris Middleton, and I saw the best response. Somebody was like, well, no, because Chris Middleton showed up in the finals last year, and he did. The Bucs don't win that championship as good as Giannis was. He dropped a 50-piece in game six in the clincher. They don't win the championship without Middleton. That's so true. If he plays, you know, this might be a whole different, like, would you would you prefer Buck Suns again, the repeat, or have you enjoyed this series? I think it's been fun. It's been all right. I too, we need a good game tomorrow night, We do. Though. We really do. We can't have these stinkers. 